Hello, everyone. Welcome to Disney Co. In the Know. I am your host, Bruce, and this is our Ideal Disney Day series, where I ask our Disney Co. In the Know contributors what their ideal Disney day is. And they, I have asked them to choose one resort, two restaurants, and three attractions that is on their must-do list. So uh, before I introduce today's Disney Co. In the Know contributor, um, this series and all of our content and videos is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts who help plan your family's perfect vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. As always, our services are free to you. Visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. So today's guest is our contributor, Hannah. Hannah, thanks for being on the show, and I look forward to hearing about your uh, ideal Disney day. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. So um, I hope that um, the, the the task was a little bit challenging, um, um, but also um, I hope you're able to include things that you haven't done yet that you are excited to do. So um, let's oh. just go ahead and get started and talk about the resort that you chose. So, so if you had one night at Disney, which resort did you pick? I picked the Beach Club Resort. So complete transparency here. I have never actually stayed in the Beach Club Resort. But for me, a vacation is never completely complete without a little bit of a reference to the beach. And I think that the theming there, the amenities, um, the recreational activities, that resort just has so many things in it that that's absolutely where I want to be spending the night. Right. I, I think this is an excellent choice. I think our uh, contributor, Elizabeth, actually chose this for her ideal Disney day as well. Um, and so this is definitely a popular resort. And so let's touch base on some of those amenities that you had mentioned. Uh, first off, I think it's important to note um, the location of this resort. So this location is on the boardwalk, across from the boardwalk inn, and is within a stone's throw distance to Epcot's World Showcase through International Gateway. So um, the location on, on this resort is, I think, key. I think that's what is one of those features that makes it so deluxe. Um, not only the services and amenities, but but that location. So you can walk over for breakfast or after a long day at the park from Epcot, and you're close to another Disney theme park at Hollywood Studios, which is, um, Hannah, as you know, super important because you have to get to Hollywood Studios early to get a to get a um, ticket for Rise of the Resistance, which um, I don't want to spoil what you're about to say, but uh, Rise of the Resistance might come back up again. So Yes, yes, it might. That location was definitely a really important um, reason in me picking the, the resort as where I'd want to stay. And also... As anyone who knows me knows, breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, and I would want to eat in the Cape May Cafe, which is part of the beach resort, because you get that character dining experience. They have some fantastic breakfast things, the Mickey waffles. Um, so that's I want to start my day off in that resort, having breakfast in the Cape May Cafe with um, one of the characters to get that full Disney experience. And so that that restaurant also made it um, made it a pretty sure pick for me. Yeah, that's that's another great reason um, to stay at the the Yacht and Beach Resort. Um, it is Cape May Cafe. So uh, for those folks who don't know, Hannah had mentioned it. It is a buffet-style restaurant. In the morning for breakfast, there is character dining um, with some classic Disney characters. And then for lunch and dinner, it is um, a seafood buffet. And um, I will say that Cape May Cafe is one of those restaurants that's usually on our itinerary uh, when we go um, to Disney. And a lot of our clients really like eating there. So um, I, I'm happy to see that that's on your list, Hannah. Yes. And then 
the the park I've picked to spend my day in is Hollywood Studios. So that quick location zipping me over to the park um, to get in for my early morning boarding pass on the Rise of the Resistance. Yes. So so, so uh, having not ridden Rise of the Resistance yet, Hannah, mm-hmm. what 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 are some of the aspects or what's one thing that you are most excited to experience with this attraction? I have heard incredible things about the theming on this ride, the the queue and the details in it and how you're just stepping into the movies. And I've heard it compared um, to uh, Universal Studios, a lot of the, the rides and the theming with the Harry Potter park, that it kind of equals those in the detail um, and in that feeling of just immersing yourself completely in the world. And I am a massive Star Wars fan. Um, as I'm sure you can kind of tell, I've got the gear on today no, no. and <laughs> got my, my star, what, what you, um, so I, I star Wars. I mean, there's, there's not a point in my life where I can remember not knowing star Wars. Like that was a huge part of my childhood growing up. I don't remember, you know, not knowing some of the biggest spoilers from those movies. Don't want to ruin them for anyone who's watching, although I'm sure they probably know at this point, but, um, I, it's just been a huge part of who I am and growing up. And so I'd want to live that. And the rise of the resistance, I feel like as a ride provides that experience of getting to live it. And it's a really long ride too. I think it's like 15 minutes. So just completely immersing yourself in that, I think is fantastic. Yeah. And so Hannah, as someone who has ridden this attraction, um, and maybe even ridden is the wrong word, experienced this attraction. Um, I think that your excitement uh, to, to, to experience this attraction is spot on that you are dropped right into the movies. So this is not the conventional attraction where you get into some sort of vehicle, you're strapped in, and it's three or four minutes long, and then it's over. Um, this is a state-of-the-art attraction. It is arguably the best attraction in a theme park right now, definitely in the Orlando area. And um, it, it no, not only is long, but it is just the full experience. It is as if you're in the movies, um, and there is excitement, there's escape, there's um, you know, twist and turns and it is, it, 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 it's amazing. And, um, I I think it's very rightly on your list. So. Yeah, that would definitely be, I feel like the first thing I would either want to get there and do it right away, or at least get there and get my boarding pass in because I've heard that they sell out within like the, or not sell out, but like the slots go away within the first like half an hour to hour that the park is open. So you want to get there and get in get that right away yeah and and hannah i will say that i have um i have photos uh for each of your your selections that i'm bringing up Mm -hmm. on the screen but i'm not doing that for rise of the resistance because it was only open up for a limited amount of time before the parks closed and i don't want to spoil anything for those um who who are trying to keep that element of surprise so um i know there's a lot of material out there and we put out a lot of material but at least for today um, I'm going to go graphic free on Rise of the Resistance. So, All right. so you're in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Hollywood Studios, um, mm-hmm. a real immersive land. Um, Hollywood Studios recently added Toy Story Land and then Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I would say Galaxy's Edge rivals, as you said, um, Diagon Alley over at Universal or Pandora, the world of Avatar over at Animal Kingdom. It is just immersive. Um, you're in the environment. You're on Batu. Um, so talk to me what you're going to do in galaxy's edge and if you're going to stop for any food there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, as I said, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So I think that most of my time is probably going to be spent in galaxy's edge because there is so much to do. I mean, you've got 
the droid depot where you can build your own droid. You can go to the lightsaber shop, design your own saber. And like, those are all huge experiences for Star Wars fans. Um, so I would definitely want to to swing by and do some of those things um, and make sure that I stop and grab some food at Docking Bay 7. Yes. Again, just completely keeping myself immersed in that experience. Um, you know, you've got the classic blue and green milk you can get from the milk stand, but the Docking Bay 7 has some other really great food options as well. Um, I love that all of the food options here are like kept in the theme of the land. So you can get the Andorian fried chicken. You can get the Batuan beef pot roast. Like all of the foods are kept within the theme, which I think is fantastic. They have some also um, more like vegetarian options, the Felution Kefta and Hummus garden spread. So you've got a wide array of options. For <laughs> Say anyone. that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And um, there's always dessert, too, and they've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So this would definitely right. be a great place to stop while you're in Galaxy's Edge to eat, and this would definitely be on my list. Yeah, the last time I was at Galaxy's Edge, we we did eat in here, and we had a, a second breakfast here. So um, well, I had breakfast, and then uh, when we got to Galaxy's Edge, I had this chocolate croissant, and I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it was doctored up a little bit to be in Docking Bay 7, and it was so good. So um, the environment in, in this little restaurant it, it is great. Um, it feels like you are in a docking bay and uh, that there should be pilots and, and, and folks on you know, spaceships coming in and out. Um, so it's a real exciting place to be um, while you eat. You, you feel like you are immersed in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and that you are on the planet of Batuu. So um, so really uh, a really fun experience. So so Hannah, um, are you, are you going to ride in another attraction in Galaxy's Edge or is Galaxy's Edge over for you? It's not done yet. I've got to hit every part of it. And so next I would have to go to Smuggler's Run. Okay. As a Star Wars fan, piloting the Millennium Falcon is equivalent to walking through the doors of Hogwarts for a Harry Potter fan. And I'm both of those. I so like how you said that. that. That's a good, good analogy there. Yeah. They, I mean, the Millennium Falcon is such a key aspect of movies four, five, six. You can even see it flying in the background of episode three at one point. It's in, you know, seven, eight, and nine. Solo's got its own movie where you hear the whole backstory behind how he gets it. Um, and it's just such an iconic part of the universe is being in that ship, flying that ship. And, you know, it made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. <laughs> like it is, it is such a key point. And so, the, the interesting thing about this ride is there are three positions. You could be a gunner, an engineer, right. or a pilot. And I would absolutely want to be the pilot yes. because you are flying the ship and because you kind of have an unobstructed view as the pilot, whereas the other positions, you know, it, someone else is kind of running the ride because you're the engineer and the gunner. You're still there. You're still on the Falcon helping out. But being in that pilot seat would be my dream. And this is my ideal day. So <laughs> I'm snatching you that have, seat. You're right. Yeah. It's your, your ideal day. You're going to have to be the pilot. Um, the first time I rode Smuggler's Run, Hannah, I will say that I went with a group of friends. So the entire pod was just us. Um, and uh, my good friend Val, who's also a contributor, you can see her videos mm -hmm. on Disney Co. in the know. She said, uh, Bruce, I know how excited you are for this attraction. You have to be the pilot. And I was like, sure. Yeah, great. Um, she's like, no, you have to be the pilot and sit on the right side of the ship. And I was like, okay, will do. You know, great. Well, um, unbeknownst to me, the pilot on the right side, it pulls the lever to go into hyperspace. So mm -hmm. not only are you piloting um, 
you know, the Millennium Falcon, but you actually put it in the hyperspace. And so I was thankful for Val, uh, for her show, you know, having me sit in that seat because uh, for the, riding this attraction for the first time, or I'm sure the hundredth time, uh, being the person who puts that ship in the hyperspace is a really fun, special um, way to experience the Millennium Falcon. So that's incredible. That's, yeah, that's what I would want to do. Right there. So, all right. So good. So, um, I do, I think that the this attraction also has a great queue. It has a bunch of ships in the queue. Um, it's well themed. It it's primarily indoors. Um, so you're out of that Florida sun. So overall, uh, the attraction is a really great complement to Rise of the Resistance in Galaxy's Edge. So, um, you know, if it was the only attraction in Galaxy's Edge, you know, it'd still be a good attraction, but it is a great complement to Rise of the Resistance. And, and you've hit them both. So, so far, we are having a um, Star Wars-filled day. Yeah, so. the, the Force is with us today <laughs> that we're at Disney. Um, so I feel like... At this point, I will have covered everything in Galaxy's Edge. Okay. I will have experienced it all. And so then I will head out into the rest of the park um, and and make sure that I hit up some of the other things. Hollywood Studios has some really classic rides and some more of the stereotypical, like, thrill rides. Right. Um, and so the it was so hard to only pick three. It was <laughs> such a challenge. But the third ride on my list um, will be Tower of Terror. Okay. That's a good selection. Yeah. Um, why Tower of Terror? Have you ridden it before? And yes. um, what what are the elements of Tower of Terror that you you like the most? I think that um, it's a really fun ride because you're like sitting in the car and you're like moving around and it has the big drop at the end, which is always fun. Um, I did get to ride it before. I went with my marching band once and uh, we were in the, it was me and some of my friends in there with this other random group of people. And they were like, everyone, the picture's coming point to the left. <laughs> and so we all like pointed to the left for no reason at all. And it was just like a, a silly fun memory. So kind of reflecting back on that nostalgia of my first time being at Disney and riding this ride. Um, right. and I am from Ohio. Cedar point is huge. I love roller coasters. And, um, I feel like tower of terror, as far as a drop ride, really, like rivals and compliments some of the other drop rides that I've experienced and is a good drop ride. Sure. Um, and so I would, I would want to do it just cause I love the roller coasters and the thrill and, um, the, the theming of it setting you up for that drop yes. and that thrill to the, the terror is always fun. So, so, so I think you're, you're right that the, the thrill level matches kind of more thrill parks, not theme parks. But one, mm -hmm. one thing that I would say about the tower of terror is that, um, nobody matches the theming from, from the music outside in the queue to going into the library and the study to the elevators, mm -hmm. um, to going down into the, the, you know, the basement, uh, before you get onto the, the service elevator. Um, and then just, you know, the entire attraction and there's something special about being like on sunset Boulevard at Hollywood studios. And then you can hear the screams of people on the attraction. Like it just, it builds that anticipation up where you're like, wow, this is going to be intense. And it is, if you don't like, if you're a person who does not like drops, um, on attractions, this is definitely not for you, but I want to call it also real like intense either. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, it is a drop ride. So you will come out of your seat. Um, but, but as you say, the, the thrills are there, the theming is there, the soundtrack is there, it, the, the whole th this attraction is just kind of that classic Disney. Yeah. So, all right, excellent. So we have, uh, or you have written your three attractions. So, so tell mm -hmm. me, tell me what's next. 
So next I would at this point, you know, I would have tried to hit up some other other attractions along the way, but I'm heading back to the hotel for the night and they offer movies under the stars. And so I feel like after a long, exhausting day in the park to just hang out, relax, watch a movie under the stars back at my resort and spend some time with my family recovering from an exhausting and exciting day. Um, wrapping it all up with a bow. So that is, that is definitely a cool feature out on the beach, um, or, or different locations throughout the resort. Um, well, you know, watching a classic Disney movie under the stars, uh, is, is a pretty neat experience. Hannah, I do want to touch on a couple of things about the beach club. Um, as we talk mm -hmm. about winding down your ideal day and that is, um, from Hollywood studios, Guests can take either the boat back um, to the beach club or the new gondola Disney Skyliner system, um, which will drop you off over at Epcot, and then you can walk over um, to your, you know, to the beach club. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of transportation options: walking, boats, Skyliner, um, beach club, and the boardwalk area. They kind of have it all. Um, so I think I think you know using that as a way to get between parks. Um, for location and and uh, not we didn't even mention that Beach Club has what is arguably the best pool on property at Stormalong Bay. Mm -hmm. So um, with the sandy bottom and you know how big it is, and, and uh, I did share that with the Yacht Club, but that just brings more amenities to to this resort. So so Hannah, I apologize there. I'm going off on a tangent about your favorite no. things, but uh, <laughs> your selections just have me so excited. So and there's so many things too that like. I feel like I didn't even get to touch on as far as, like you said, the resorts and the parks. It seems like there's a lot of really great options and opportunities at the beach club. If you have kids and at this point in my life, it's just, you know, I don't have any, but like there's some cool like pirates themed stuff that they have and um, some, like you said, the pools and things like that. So there's definitely a lot of really great amenities at the beach clubs. So, so Hannah, before we wrap up, are there, there any honorable mentions or anything that you, you want to add? I, it was really hard not to pick the rock and roller coaster also. I'm okay. a huge, huge fan of the, uh, the, the thrill rides and the roller coasters. And it was really down to that in Tower of Terror. Okay. My final choice. So I'll let, we'll, we'll, we'll expand it. We'll say four attractions. We'll, <laughs> we'll fit in rock and roller coaster with, with Aerosmith. So how's that sound? Sounds perfect. All right. Well, good. Well, Hannah, thanks a lot for being on today's show. Thanks a lot for telling viewers about your ideal Disney day. And we hope that um, viewers and listeners of the show, um, you know, th this type of ideal Disney day series helps them kind of plan and know what they want to do for their family's ideal Disney day. So Hannah, thanks again for being on the show and uh, we will see you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. So to our viewers and listeners, thanks for watching. I will re um, remind you that you can catch all Disney and Universal vacation-related news on our blog over at 407vacations.com backslash in the know. Um, on Monday nights on Facebook is our live show where you, the listener, and the viewer get to participate in the discussion. Tell me what your favorite attractions are. Give your recommendations and just join in on uh, fun Disney conversations. So, And then on Thursday nights, we have our vacation news podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. So um, as always, thanks a lot for watching this show. Check out our other content. Please give the video a like and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.